0: Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. This is Greater Gospel Temple and Inspiration of God Ministries Sunday School Lesson and this is for March 20th in the year 2022. We are so thankful to God. Our our lesson is found in the 26th chapter of Matthew the first rule the 13th verses, Matthew 26, first through the 13th verses, and we will go there, and it's, uh, the subtle miracle of Jesus is the topic for the lesson, and we're in the L.G. Parkhurst, Jr. Sunday School lesson. You can find that at OSU.com. And it came to pass, when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, Ye know that after two days is the feast of the Passover, and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. Then assembled together the chief priests and the scribes and the elders of the people unto the palace of the high priest, who was called Caiaphas and consulted that they might take Jesus by subtlety and kill him. But they said, Not on the feast day, lest there be an uproar among the people. Now when Jesus was in Bethany, in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman, having an alabaster box of very precious ointment, and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when his disciples saw it, they had indignation, saying, To what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. When Jesus understood it, he said unto them, Why trouble ye the woman? For she hath wrought a good work upon me. For ye have the poor always with you, but me ye have not always. For in that she hath poured this ointment on my body, she did it for my burial. Verily I say unto you, wheresoever this gospel shall be preached in the whole world, there shall also this that this woman hath done be told for a memorial. Oh my God, hallelujah to the reading of the word. Now we will go to our lesson, and I'm going to the Subtle Miracle of Jesus. So I'm going to get to this, and I have so many different um, openings here. I have to go back and find it. This is a good lesson, and you know, we're approaching Easter celebrations, so we know how that is. We're getting ready for the burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. God is so good to us, and I thank Him. I thank Him. I thank Him. He's a wonder in my soul, He's a wonder. In my soul he's a wonder in my soul bless his name he's a wonder in my soul he's a wonder in my soul he's a wonder in my soul bless his name my soul loves Jesus my soul loves jesus my soul loves jesus bless his name my soul, love my soul loves jesus my soul loves jesus my soul loves jesus bless bless his name I feel like doing that hymn. He's a wonder in my soul. He's a wonder in my soul. He's a wonder in my soul. Bless his name. He's a wonder In my soul, he's a wonder. In my soul, he's a wonder. In my soul, bless, bless his name. Hallelujah. Dear God, as I sit before you to speak, I pray to you that my soul you will keep. And if I should die before I finish, I pray to you, dear God, that any outstanding sins will be forgiven. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, God. Amen. Bless that wonderful name of Jesus bless that wonderful name of jesus bless that wonderful name of jesus no other name i know i love that wonderful name of jesus Oh, I love that wonderful name of Jesus. I love that wonderful name of Jesus. No other name I know. Power, power, Lord. Power, power, Lord. Lead your power, power, Lord. Need your power, power, Lord. Power, power, Lord. Power, power, Lord. Power, power, Lord. Need your power, power, Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> or, oh, yes, thank you, God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Heal in the name of Jesus. Save, God. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. A subtle miracle of Jesus. And our memory verse is the 13th verse. And this is uh, in another version. Truly, I say to you, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. And we'll go straight to our commentary. Well, not quite straight, because we did have some songs in there. I love the Lord. He heard my cry and pitied every groan. Long as I live and troubles rise, I'll hasten to his throne. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. After Jesus completed his teaching, or after he had completed teaching about the importance of the choices we make regarding preparedness for his coming in Matthew 25, about the right use of our talents, the fact that he will judge all the nations and the fact that he as Lord and King will separate the righteous who will inherit eternal life from those who will go away into eternal punishment. He began to prepare his disciples for his coming death. Imagine the shock of disbelief that the disciples must have experienced after Jesus had proclaimed these strong teachings and foretold his future judgment of the nations in Matthew twenty five, and then immediately began to talk about his coming death, as he had done after Peter's confession that Jesus is the Christ in Matthew the sixteenth chapter and the sixteenth verse. This time Jesus forecast that during passover only 2 days away that he would be handed over and die is a common as a common criminal on a cross and i'm going to read that again this time jesus forecast that during passover only 2 days away that he would be handed over and die as a common criminal on the cross. And that was a typo, so I did not read it wrong. That's why I went back over it to make sure. They have is instead of as. Okay. One can hardly imagine a greater contrast of predictions among the expectations of his disciples. Jesus always referred to himself as the Son of Man, who was to come as the promised Messiah, and no one expected the Messiah to give his life as a ransom for many, as Jesus had told his disciples earlier in Matthew, the 20th chapter and the 28th verse. In exchange for their places of privilege, almost all of the religious leaders in Jerusalem were also political leaders. They compromised with the Romans to maintain peace in Jerusalem and their personal prosperity. There were many chief priests in Jerusalem. The high priest serving at the time was Joseph Caiaphas. And contrary to Jewish law, he was appointed high priest by the Romans. All the high priests... Served at the caprice of the Roman governors of Judea. For Caiaphas to retain his position, he had to please the Roman governors and emperor. Because he cooperated closely with Roman authorities, Caiaphas was high priest from A.D. 18 to 36. Though these religious leaders resided over all the ceremonies, feasts, and temple worship proceedings, they seemed to think little about the many violations of the Ten Commandments, the law of love. Perhaps they thought their preeminence and performance of religious rituals would guarantee their favored place with the Lord no matter what they did. They planned to use illegal means, including lying about him, to arrest and kill Jesus. Since their places of prominence depended on their keeping the peace in Jerusalem so the Roman governors could maintain their places of authority under the emperor, they did not want a riot during Passover when about three million Jews would be gathered together in the city. They took no thought of the immorality of their actions. They only thought of maintaining their political power and what was politically expedient. Bethany was about 1.5 miles east of Jerusalem near the Mount of Olives. Though we know very little about Simon the leper, we do know that Jesus must have healed him from the leprosy for him to be able to maintain or retain or remain in his house in Bethany and entertain guests at dinner, for lepers were required to live outside a city in groups with other lepers. Sometimes Christians are remembered for what they used to do or for what they once were, insta- were instead of what they became by the grace of God. Matthew does not name this woman, but she used costly ointment to anoint Jesus' head, which demonstrated that to her, Jesus was her king or the Messiah, even as King David said his head was anointed with oil, as Psalms 23 verse 5. Messiah means anointed one or king. And this woman publicly demonstrated her faith in Jesus as the anointed one that God had promised to send. Because she loved the one who had forgiven her for her sins and given her eternal life, she knew that Jesus deserved all the good that she could do for him, no matter what the cost to her personally. Now, Judas may have instigated and rallied some of the other disciples around the idea that what the woman had done for Jesus was a waste, and her gift to him could have been sold and used for something more worthy than anointing. Now, this is a speculation, okay? This is a commentary. It's a speculation where it said Judas may have instigated, okay? Okay. So perhaps they were both angry and envious of Jesus because of what the woman did for him. Too often, well-meaning Christians are criticized for not giving their gifts the way someone else would like to see them used. We need to remember that what we do for Jesus is never wasted or a waste. It's, we must remember that because people Oh, some people or something else, they want you to do it their way. And if you don't do it their way, it's not the right way. But you do it the way that God has told you to do it. And if you have repented of your sins, you're saved, and you will know the voice of God. And you will obey it. Okay? All right. The disciples knew of Jesus' concern for the poor and the needy, for Jesus healed many and miraculously fed more than 5,000 people who came to hear him teach. Jesus always freely gave what God had given to him to benefit others. Judas would want the ointment sold so he could personally make a profit when he sold the ointment to help the poor. And we can see that John... The 12th chapter, the 5th through the 6th verses, what relates to that, okay? Now, Jesus immediately defended the honor and intention of the woman who sought to bless him. Jesus rebuked his disciples for rebuking the woman. Why were they trying to redirect the gift she was giving Jesus? Were they really concerned for the poor? Why were they causing her trouble for doing him an innocent thing? doing him an innocent thing. She broke no laws to bless Jesus and anoint him with oil. She did perform a good service for Jesus, but a service preparing him for burial, which the disciples still refused to believe would happen. Jesus was known for his humility. Therefore, Jesus did not say that he deserved to have his head anointed because he was the king of the universe and the promised Messiah. He simply accepted the good gift from the woman and defended her conduct. Jesus did not express any arrogance when he spoke to his disciples. Rather, Jesus said there is a time and a place for everything. There will always be poor people that can be helped and should be helped. But there is also a time when we need to bless and serve. Oh, that is so good. So true. Thank you, Jesus. But there is also a time when we need to bless and serve Jesus before we do anything else. It seems the woman understood the truth of Jesus' words when Jesus said that within a few days, he would be handed over to be crucified and that he would not always be with her or them. Though she might not have known all that she was doing and why she was doing it, God providentially arranged for her to anoint Jesus' body for burial. She anointed his body when he could enjoy the soothing effects of the ointment before he suffered and died. We know that on the night Jesus was arrested, that his disciples scattered in fear, and Peter denied him. What the woman did for Jesus could not be done at any other time, and it was done for him at the right time. Knowing he was about to die as a criminal on a cross, Jesus foretold that the story of her anointing him would be told around the world whenever the good news about his death and resurrection were proclaimed around the world. This amazing forecast came true. Only the Son of God could make such a prediction only a few days before he was to die and know that it would be fulfilled. It was and still is being fulfilled. Thank you, God. Now, here are our questions for discussion and further thinking. We always have number five, okay? And sometimes we know that there is more than one question in per number, okay? Number one, when did Jesus say he would be crucified? Number two, do you think the disciples believed or understood Jesus when he talked about his death and burial? Give a reason for your answer. Number three, what type of people were involved in plotting Jesus' death? Number four, when Jesus was at dinner in Bethany, what seemed to shock the disciples and what did they say? Number five, what prophecy did Jesus make during the dinner? Do you think it was fulfilled? How? Okay. That ought to uh, stir your curiosity. Okay. Even though it's all in the scriptures and the commentary. Okay. The answers. Now, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to go down and uh, wrap it up. How many people... Can you think of who defended the honor of a woman and commended her actions and then died a few days later as a criminal after saying that what she had done would be proclaimed throughout the world? And after almost 2,000 years, what he said about her is still being repeated around the world. Talking about a subtle miracle of Jesus. How many people... Can you think of who said a few days before they died on the cross that the good news of his death would be proclaimed throughout the whole world and after almost 2,000 years, his death on a cross is still being proclaimed as good news around the world? How many people can you think of who proclaimed that their death would enable the sins of the world to be forgiven? And today we are still proclaiming the good news. John wrote about him in 1 John, the second chapter and the second verse. I'm t- talking about Jesus. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. The name of only one person comes to mind, Jesus Only Jesus fulfilled all these stupendous prophecies. It is doubtful that any mere human could have successfully forecast any one of these three achievements. Only Jesus could fulfill his words and he did so because he rose from the dead and he was and is all he said about himself. Skeptics may doubt Jesus walked on water, or still the storm. But those miracles seem easily compared to Jesus's words about the woman who honored him still being talked about everywhere today. And I want to repeat that. Skeptics may doubt. Jesus walked on water or still a storm, but those miracles seem easy compared to Jesus' words about the woman who honored him, still being talked about everywhere today. And this is the commentary by L.G. Parkhurst Jr., and you can find it at ouosu.com. I love you so much. And just in case, You have not repented of your sins and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. This is your opportunity. It'll take a few seconds. And if you have repented, accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, and now you are sinning again, this is for you too. Don't let it be said too late, okay? Just repeat after me, dear God. I repent of my sins. I ask you in the name of Jesus to forgive me of my sins. And I accept Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Amen. You can reach me at 469-629-9543 and please leave a message. Okay? At ggtchurch66 at yahoo.com, you can email me, okay? This is Greater Gospel Temple and Inspiration of God Ministries Sunday School lesson for the 20th of March in the year 2022. And I want to remind you that you, if you have not tuned into S Polk Radio, you are really missing an opportunity, okay? An opportunity, great music, poems, originals, and I just added uh, James Wilden Johnson's creation. I recited that. Oh my goodness! I think I was in in elementary school. I was in uh declaiming and I used to go to contests like down here to Dallas, Bishop College, when I was very young. And those poems I have never for- that poem I have never forgotten. And I'm also working on another one, The House by the Side of the Road. You need to tune in to S Polk Radio. It is a treat. You will hear people, especially Dennis and Sherman area people, you will hear people that you know. Those of you who know me will hear my music. You know me, okay? You know the Polk Sisters and Company. You know the inspiration of God, singers. So this is an opportunity. I know that we... As people we are giddy over, people we call stars and everything, like uh, these uh, radio personalities, and those people don't know us from Adam and Eve. But when we have an opportunity to support someone we know, that really gladdens my heart. It gladdens my heart. It makes me happier, okay, to support someone that I know. So I'm inviting you to go to s Radio and also uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, Point of View with Shirley Cliester and Yola. And then on Sunday mornings at 7 a.m., Greater Gospel Temple and Inspiration of God Ministries webcast, The Daily Message. I love you enjoy your day and i pray and trust that the lord will continually bless you and that you will want to be continually blessed i love you enjoy your day night afternoon evening noonday okay whichever i love you so much